Hello, I am Mary Walter, and you are listening to the Team Gurus podcast, where we feature wide-ranging discussions about the issues that matter on teamwork and leadership. We have real conversations with experienced and successful leaders focusing on the practical insights that help anyone wanting to be a better team member or team leader. I'm Brian Buford. We are so excited to welcome to our podcast today, the founders of the five minute career hack. Now I'll tell you, these are three leaders that I am so thrilled to have with us because we worked together in a prior life. You may know that I led the stores organization for Ross for a number of years. And these three leaders stood out to me during that time as having terrific integrity, commitment, and just exceptional leadership skills. So I wasn't surprised to hear that they had teamed up to create their own company to help spread the message of good leadership throughout the world. So the five-minute career hack, these three started it and they worked together for close to a decade. Combined, they have over 40 years experience in corporate America, leading teams, operations, merchandising, human resources, they've done it all. They have a really long list of accomplishments and they have valuable strategies and lessons and they decided that those needed to be shared. Jamila Brown, Candace Hunt and Alicia Wade are passionate about helping organizations and leaders achieve the greatest heights personally and professionally. They're just weeks away from celebrating the one-year anniversary of their podcast, The Five-Minute Career Hack. I'm just so pleased to welcome you. So I will turn it over to you to introduce yourselves. We'd love to hear a little bit more about you. Jamila Brown, take it away. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction, Mary. I appreciate you and Brian for having us on the podcast. And just to be able to connect with you again after, I guess it's probably been about eight, nine years. It's so exciting to be here with you as well as with the team. So thank you so much for having us. We truly appreciate it. Um, my name is Jamila Brown, as Mary mentioned. I'm from the greater New Orleans area, proud New Orleanian, uh, born and raised here. And I've spent most of my career in corporate America, specifically in retail. Um, my mom worked for Walmart for over 30 years. So I kind of grew up within the walls of retail. And that that's really what directed my career. I'm an athlete and also now a coach again. I, I have probably have some bios out there that say I'm a former coach, but I'm actually coaching again at the high school and AAU level. So really enjoy that, really passionate about that. And excited to kind of share a little bit about what we do at the Five Minute Career Hack with Candace and Alicia. So I'll turn it over to them. And I am Candace Hunt. So excited. Thank you all again for having us here today. Excited to be here. So I'm Candace Hunt. I am, I was born and raised in Chicago. I am currently in Austin, Texas, uh, born and raised in retail as well. I, I used to uh, say in my bio that I was born and raised in Cole's department store. So that's where I got my retail start. Uh, uh, so I spent some time at Cole's and then was recruited uh, over to Ross and moved to Houston, Texas. Uh, and then, you know, went through a career there in single unit leadership to multi-unit. And that led me to uh, meet up with Jamila again at Dollar General. So worked there and then finally finished up uh, my stint in corporate America here recently at WeWork. And now a full-time mom. I'm a mom leader and co-founder at 5-Minute Career Hack. All right. 
Well, thank you so much, Brian and Mary. Um, I am Alicia. I'm so excited to share this platform with you all and my co-founders. Um, a little bit about where I'm from. I'm originally from Houston. I love to share that. So for any Beyonce fans that listen to your uh, podcast, they would love to hear I'm from the 713. I always share that with people. Um, also, <laughs> I yes, it's exciting, right? The Renaissance is like burning it up out here. But um, I'm also a wife. Um, my husband works in education, which is a really big part of how I'm able to to do this. He works at a college. We have one son who is starting high school, which I have to say is leadership and fear and all kinds of things every day. But those that I think that makes me a really a rounded person. And I share that. Um, and another background thing that I would share about me that really shapes me as a leader is uh, being a former track and field athlete. So I uh, ran track in high school, ran track in college. I usually connect with other athletes, particularly in the workplace and in coaching. Um, they see that and people usually will ask, hey, were you in the military? And I'm like, no. <laughs> the second question is that you were um, there, but started my career at Target. Um, and I got married there, had a baby there. So I really will say I grew up at Target and obviously we met um, at Ross and currently working with Gap Inc. So really excited. That's kind of like my day. I don't even say day job anymore. We've coined this term of like dual career, right? Which yeah. I'm sure your listeners can relate to um, being able to do multiple things um, at once and to bring our love and passion all together, right? So that's a little bit about me. Very cool. Well, I think between the five of us, we've got some cool cities covered and probably yeah. nearly every retailer. Uh, tell us about the five-minute career hack and, and how did you get the idea? How did you get it started? And great title, by the way. Love it. Uh, tell us about kind of work you do in your organization. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll start off and I'm sure Jam Jamila and Alicia may want to tag along as I, I want to talk through this, but we actually started out as a company called BU. Uh, and it was mainly a one-on-one -on -one consulting business. Um, it was, we had another partner with us. And as we were embarking upon the pandemic and, you know, a lot of things were virtual, I thought about like, okay, how can we do like a masterclass? And Jamila and I were already, in Alicia were already in business. So I called them up one day. Actually, I called Jamila first and was like, hey, I want to do a masterclass because we had done, uh, we had done help some other people who we were working with help them put their master classes together. And so we were like, okay, cool. Let's call Alicia. And without question, it didn't even take that much time to decide. We said, yep, let's do it. When are we going to do it? 30, in 30 days, we're doing a master class. Mm. <laughs> Did some ideation and uh, we were able to share out in a master class called Rise and Thrive, uh, where we really shared with a lot of people on how to um, you know, find yourself in your career as well as grow your career. And we really wanted to make sure that we were sharing uh, all the successes and opportunities and failures that we had, we just knew we wanted to be extremely vulnerable. And so that morphed into a podcast. Jamila did not want us to take a deep breath after that uh, masterclass. So when we got to the first day of the masterclass, she was like, okay, I recorded an episode for a podcast. And so we were like, all right, good. So um, that turned us into the five minute career hack. And that happened because, you know, collectively between the three of us, and I'm sure Mary and Brian, you can relate. We've been to several trainings. We've mm -hmm. had, you know, several different uh, trainings that we've had within our careers. And, you know, I can probably pull out a, a full file cabinet of all the tools and materials that I would have to sort through to try to, you know, share out that with others. And so we say, you know what, we've, we've been to a lot of trainings, but how do we get people gifts and tools that they can implement quickly mm -hmm. and move their careers faster than we did? Right. And so we said, OK, let's call it the five minute career hack. 
with the spin on, we can give you a hack in five minutes and it worked seamlessly with the podcast. And so mm. now it's morphed into a community. Uh, we've recorded a course and lots of great things on the horizon is, uh, in terms of business consulting and all the amazing things that we've been able to do. And what were some of the topics or areas or tools that you were really proud of that you wanted to share that weren't covered maybe in the file cabinet full of stuff and binders that we have? Yeah, so uh, I, I'll start off and then I'm sure Jamila and Alicia are going to want to hop in here. So, I mean, just I, I said we wanted to be vulnerable. And so mm -hmm. yeah. one of the, the one of the things that I think brought us together was around salary negotiation. And so I had mm -hmm. a personal story where I wasn't educated in understanding how to negotiate my salary. And I accepted a salary early in my career that was far, I didn't even understand what my skill level should, what I should have been paid for my skill level. Uh, and I wanted to share that vulnerably with people on how do you negotiate your salary? How do you uh, understand your, your, uh, your worth on the open market? And then how do you have those conversations? So Jamila covered that in Rise and Thrive, but that was the hack that from a vulnerable place that we wanted to be sure that th we know there are other people out there who don't know how to negotiate a salary. And so when we think about our mission to really make a huge impact on people's career and compensation, that's an important conversation that we know a lot, a lot of people don't know how to have. And that was probably the highlight for me in Rise and Thrive. I just have to chime in and say, I just think that's such a service that you're doing Absolutely. for people. I love it so much. I'm going to share a personal story to be vulnerable here too. So I was at a company, it was not Ross <laughs> earlier <laughs> in my career, and I'd been there for quite a while. And um, I was being looked at for a promotion. And in the annual performance uh, reviews that year, the HR person who was my HR person uh, made sure that I got a raise because I was so out of line with the rest of the organization. And I hate to say it, but probably it was a male-female discrepancy. It could have been external-internal because I had been internally promoted. But I got a 40% raise that year, which is so, like, at the time, I was like, wow. oh, that's great. And in hindsight, like, it's awful because that means I was underpaid all those years. And so they had to catch me up yeah. with this, you know, the rest of the organization was getting two and a half to three and a half percent. So it just it was uh, such a good lesson about how I'd been underpaid for so long that they had to give me this huge bump to get me so that when they went through the promotion cycle, it wasn't so far out of whack. And I'm sure I was still underpaid at that point. It was so far below. So I, I think the work you're doing is just so very important. And I'm really glad that you're doing that for folks. Well, let's get to a hack. I'm gonna ask each of you to give us something, a little nugget. What hack would you like to share with us? Yeah, you know, and I'm actually going to piggyback off of um, Mary's point. I think in our background, particularly in retail, you have a lot of people that are kind of homegrown, right? Talent, yeah. they're internal. And the other piece about it is, is um, hard work early in your career really pays off, right? This grit and this tenacity, raising your hand, saying that I will do anything. Um, and I would say that's probably the biggest lesson. So Candace kind of tells hers from like her heart space of like what brought her into this. I think for me, that was a misunderstanding that I had because culturally, that's how I was brought up from my parents. It was do a good job, kind of keep your head down, mind your mm -hmm. own business. And I was naive in that way to think that somebody would notice, right? Until I realized that's actually what you're supposed to do, right? People are assuming that you're doing your best and you're doing that. So I would say, um, if I'm applying that to a hack, is to always be aligned with your supervisor and your company, right? Because everybody has different values. 
um, and they're being very clear about what they value. And you can continue to make a workplace or a person what you would think they should be or what you would like it to be. And not that that's wrong, but it leads to a lot of frustration, right? It leads to a lot of frustration to say, oh my gosh, I'm doing all these things. And you're listing this inventory of all these great qualities you have, but they only ask for two. So I would say um, if you are aligned, you can never go wrong knowing what your supervisor um, knows. And then, you, you know, sometimes you may be working for somebody that is not well thought of, unfortunately. So if you make sure you're matching that up with the company and your supervisor, you, I think, will help. It's not about saving time, but I think it will help balance from a hard place where you may be able to manage some of your frustration. And what areas do you think are most crucial to be aligned with? Well, I think first is like the company goals, right? And what they measure success. Because like if we yeah. think coming out of COVID, a lot of companies weren't talking about results. And there were people that were drivers and were used to doing that. And a lot of companies had this social awakening where they were really thinking about the humanity, really thinking about their employees. And this was new for a lot of the leaders, right? They were like, I drive results. So being able to read the room in that way to say, is there a shift going on now? Okay, what's going on? So I think it's how they measure success. And then I think from a soft skills, you may have a supervisor that's different than one that, you know, maybe promoted you or like that. But if you have a supervisor shift, and you're not aware that this boss has different things that they um, value um, from your from a soft skill standpoint, like listening, right, or being empathetic. Those are things you can't measure. But if you are able to see that or know that's valued, it can leave you not maybe meeting some of the career goals that you have. Terrific. I love that hack, Alicia. And I think it's very well said. And I, you see it all the time. People saying, but I've delivered. Why am I not getting promoted? Yeah, and then <laughs> people uh, inventory, right? They have this yeah. list of all the things that they've done. And it's, you know, it's not that it's wrong, but it could be both. It could be yeah. you're not getting the promotion and you actually did drive those results. Right. That's a great way to put it. Mm -hmm. How about you, Jamila? You got a hack for us? Yeah. So I would say, and mine also comes from a place of, you know, from the heart. And I think that's what you'll hear from all of us. This comes from a place of vulnerability and the things that we've been through, some good, some bad. Right. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was when I realized that corporate America is not a person. Mm -hmm. It's a structure. It's a system. It's got rules to it, but it's really not a person. It's made yeah. up of people, but it's not itself is not a person. That organization is not a person. It's not a living, breathing organism. They file paperwork with the SEC to keep their business going. They pay taxes, but it's not a person. It's not a person. And so understanding that and getting that put in its proper place is so important because then at that point, you can address how to actually, and I, I often hate using the word play the game because it's taken on a negative connotation. But truly, if I compared it to basketball, which is my sport of choice, there are rules to the game. You know, you've got a shot clock, a game clock, you've got an inbounds, an out of bounds, timeouts. You know, if you shoot a ball at this point, you get two points or you get three points, you get a free throw, whatever that might look like. And once you know those rules, you can effectively play the game to win and succeed. Right. But you also have to get in shape. Right. You also have to get in shape to be able to run. And so that's part of what I see for so many people that we interact with is that they're focused on the organization, right? Being a person. And sometimes that's because of their direct supervisor. And it's really about the organization, which lended to what Alicia said around understanding and being aligned with your supervisor and the organizational goals, but releasing the emotional um, connection that leads to baggage and trauma that this is 
in fact, not a person. And when you're able to do that, you can think clearly. You can address tactically your strategy, Jamila Brown's strategy at XYZ organization to excel without the emotional baggage. Now, of course, I always like to put, like to put an asterisk underneath this to say, of course, if someone's discriminating against you and those types of things, that's a separate animal. But just talking about the day-to-day work, getting to where you want to get to in your career path within that organization, irrespective of you know, any type of discrimination or wrongdoing, it's not a person. Leave those emotions at the door and address this, the, the structure, the system, the rules so that you can navigate successfully and get the things that you want out of that organization. So that would be my hack for everyone listening. I think that's great because it helps inform uh, effective action, right? In terms of what you can do differently. I was at an event for one of our kids and one of the parents asked me, well, what's the culture like at so-and-so? And I said, well, it just kind of depends. It's such a big company across the globe and there are multiple business units. And um, there's usually not one company culture. There might be a few overarching similar values, but there's shades of gray and lots of differences. And often the issue that you're struggling with or the opportunity that you want to figure out may come down to two, three, or four specific people at a certain uh, at a certain time. So, um, and I, I love that. I love that because I think letting go of the emotional label or the baggage can be really helpful and kind of free you up to do something productive. Yeah, I really like that too. And I think sometimes when you look at a decision made by a company, it doesn't make sense. And quite often that's because you don't have all the facts from wherever you're sitting, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and if you're expecting the company to act in an empathetic way, perhaps you're going to be sorely disappointed. And it's not because they're evil. It's because they're trying to stay in business, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think uh, that doesn't mean they're actually, the company's actions are out of line with values is I think the way you're presenting it. Jamil allows people to make much better decisions and to your point, have a strategy within that framework. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that's a brilliant hack. I love it. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to just underscore that part about they're trying to stay in business. Yeah, right. <laughs> just, right. Like, I don't think a lot of people, especially some of the people we uh, initially were having conversations with, fully understand that there's decisions that have to be made for them to stay in business for you to even have a job. Mm-hmm. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe they made some mistakes to have to now make this decision, but hey, Mm -hmm. this is where we are as a company and we've got to do whatever it is. We've got to do these layoffs or we've got to restructure or we're not giving out raises, whatever that might look like. We've got to stay in business. But if you're looking at the rules, the system and the structure, and if that doesn't happen to, you know, fit with what you want anymore, you're not, you're not handcuffed to the building, (laughs) right? You're not handcuffed to the building, but they've got to stay in business at the end of the day. And I often will tell individuals when I'm coaching and mentoring, okay, what would you do, right? If inflation is at nine, over 9%, right? And, you know, goods costing more people to spend, less consumer discretionary spending and- Tough talent changing, market. Tough <laughs> talent, what would you do if you ran the company, right? In order to keep your name and the lights on, on the, at the top of the building, so- I think that's that's so important what you said there. And I just wanted to underscore it because I'm I've been beating the pavement on that that note ever since I had the revelation because I think it's so important to take that perspective. It's great. Terrific. Well, I think we gotta hear from Candace, don't you think, Brian? Candace, <laughs> I'm dying to hear your hack. <laughs> yeah, great hacks from Alicia and Jamila. And I think, you know, theirs was definitely around, you know, helping other organizations manage their business. And mine is 
more so around managing the business of self. 50% of people are considering making a career shift right now. Uh, and it's so easy to make career decisions based on external comparison, what you see on LinkedIn, what you see others around you achieving. And my, my challenge and my favorite hack, and we actually did a career shift series and I got to lead in with the episode and I'm like, what do I want this to be about? And it was about self-assessment. So my hack is making sure that you're comparing yourself to yourself and you know who you are before you allow social media or just what's going on around you to drive the decision that you're making about your career, which ultimately affects your well-being. It affects your family. So that conversation you have with yourself when making these important decisions about what you want to do next in your career is more important than any conversation you're going to have in an interview. It's more important than just any, any conversation you mm -hmm. have with a mentor, your team. You've got to be in tune with who you are by asking yourself those tough sets of questions, being okay with the fact that, you know, you may be, you, you do a self-assessment and you realize you got some areas of growth that you may not have been willing to admit in the past, but knowing who you are, what your values are personally, professionally, uh, from a relationship with other standpoint, how are you operating? So doing that SWOT analysis on yourself mm -hmm. to understand how you're operating. I think we're all accustomed to doing SWOT analysis for organizations, but really mm -hmm. taking a step back and doing a SWOT analysis on yourself to understand what are your superpowers? What are your opportunities that you can, um, that you can use your strengths to support your opportunities. And then lastly, like, what are you, what are your obstacles? What obstacles could you face that you can now by going internally, by, you know, making sure that you understand who you are and what your values are, how could you circumvent those obstacles? Uh, so compare yourself to yourself. You are making a decision for you and not for everyone else around you. I like the implied uh, trying to get away from ego, Candace, as well as other people's opinions. You know, so often we find folks either joining a company or taking a role because there's some ego involved versus what's truly in their interests, their heart, their strengths, you know, where what's best for them next. And I think what you just described is a really freeing way to mm -hmm. align with what's most important to you. That's terrific. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought too, I think too about, you know, if somebody asks you who you are, can you say who you are without even mentioning, right? Your, your, what your, uh, your profession is. And when Great. you get in tune with that and knowing what your values are, it makes mm -hmm. that conversation so much more authentic, being in tune with it and not, not allowing others to define that for you. And that's a formula for success in the workplace, no matter what your career is. You know, I was just talking to a client and I had said, I think our greatest competition is our potential, is us, is us at our best and at our highest potential. And Obviously, we're competing with other people in, in the talent pool in an organization at one level, but at another level, and probably more important level, we're really competing with the person, the leader, the whatever that we think we could be. Would you, do you agree with that? 100% agree. Uh, mm. I've tried to adopt the mindset of as long as I'm getting at least 1% better every single yeah. day. Then yeah. I, that's me, you know, making sure that I'm comparing myself to myself. And then I am in competition with myself and my potential. So, no, I, mm -hmm. I think that's an excellent point. I 100% agree. One of my favorite quotes from the movie Dead Poet Society was when Robin Williams said, for me, the most important thing in all sport is the way other human beings can push us to excel. Like all of you have an athletic background. Say more about how that has developed you and, and why you think it matters. 
Well, I can go first and I know Alicia will chime in and by default, while Candace, uh, she probably won't say it, is not probably as enthused. She's become more enthused <laughs> just being around us. <laughs> so um, I'll start by saying for me, um, probably maybe right after I left Ross, I realized, man, I was gaining a little weight. You know, I was hitting my mid thirties. I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta get back in shape, especially being a former athlete. Everything I was trying to do wasn't working. Everything I was trying to do wasn't working. And I had this epiphany right around 39, 40 years old. Everything that I've done for the most part, for the most part, and I'd have to go like run a laundry list to be sure, but everything I've done consciously for the most part, my entire life I've done as a part of the team, everything, you know, in the family unit, uh, in my career, in sports. So I've done everything as a team and the light bulb went off. Oh, Jamila, you want to get in shape? Oh, you got to get, you got to go be a part of a team. (laughs) Now I can't play basketball competitively anymore. So I just started going to classes. I started going to a cycle class and then it's so important how you treat people in the workplace. I'll tell you, because I had an individual that worked for me while I was with at Walmart. I saw her at the cycling class. She was like, oh, hey, how you doing? And at first it took me a second because you led millions of people right at this point. And I was like, oh, hey. And she was like, hey, you working out here? Yeah. Y'all working out? Hey, let's work out together. And that started a, a workout buddy system. And we've been working out together for about four, almost five years. That's kept me accountable for almost four years to working out anywhere from three to five days a week and being more focused on a healthy lifestyle. So it was easy for me when the opportunity came with the five minute career hack. While I always wanted to make sure I was mentoring and sharing the things that I learned in corporate America, I didn't want to do it by myself, to be honest. Being accountable to your teammates can drive you to levels in, from my perspective, it can drive you to levels that you, me personally, I wouldn't achieve all by myself just because that's the gear. I, I feel more accountability to make sure I'm my absolute best for Alicia and Candace on a day-to-day basis, as well as my workout buddy. I can hear it in her voice when she might not feel like working out. Hey, let's go to the gym. I incentivize us to do that. And so for me, it's been about discipline and accountability as a part, being a part of a team, even, even folding clothes at the house. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I hate folding clothes. It's never been a thing for me. I love washing them. I hate folding them, but you know, I'll drop it in the chat. Our group mm. chat say, hey, yeah, I got like 20 loads or something like that. And I'm single, live by myself. There's no reason for that. Let's fold some clothes and then we get nice. accountable, right? So yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. I just apply that, yeah. that hack, as I like to call it, to everything. Yeah. Be a part of a team, Jamila, and you'll get it done quickly. First off, Ryan, you got to share that quote because as you were, I'm working on listening, right? And being present. Because <laughs> normally I am the note taker. I'm that person. <laughs> like, I'm just, and when you said that, I was like, wow, just trying to take that in. So please share that because I, I definitely, um, what resonated and what I heard as you were speaking is that you get further faster or you're going to get further together. Um, and, you know, I would definitely say to your point as an athlete, I ran, I, I ran track. So that, that can be a very individual sport. Um, I feel like it's a sport that is definitely very mentally taxing. At least mm-hmm. that's my experience. Um, Cause I'm actually training for a 10 K right now to share something. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's, you know, doing it right now in the fall, please contact me. We can encourage mm-hmm. each other. Um, but I signed up for it thinking about the person I wanted to be. Right. Mm-hmm, because at mm-hmm. the time I signed up, I was not. And it was I was not going to pick zero. <laughs> and it was like two or three days a week. So I clicked that off. Right. 
Um, and I share that because sometimes you do those things in life. And I'm that person that if anybody on here said, hey, I'm doing a detox. Hey, you know, I'm gonna start getting better at folding clothes, whatever, whatever it is. I'm that friend that will be with you to like, OK, well, I'll do that, too. And sometimes that's gotten me into roles where I found things I didn't like. But that has been one of the biggest lessons that I'm thankful for in life of having an agreeable spirit where I actually get to know what I don't like. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think at this time around, for instance, in a business standpoint, I had done, you know, I got into this thinking about what I wanted to solve, not start. I think there's a lot of businesses that, as we know, being in business, we don't need any more of anything else. I guarantee if you Google it, there is hundreds that's already doing that. But if you go back and think about something that's solving mm -hmm. and come up with a solution, then it's going to be far less where you can find where your niche is and you can come to a solve. And that's really why I got into it, because it wasn't for money or things like that from being a consultant. And I did it by myself and it's become a hobby until I got looped into this. And I think I knew what I didn't like. I know that I'm not good, for instance, in the social media piece and make a PowerPoint. Right. Um, I don't like the administrative things, but I say that because all of those things are important. And in a business, we know that there's no small piece or big piece. But I would say, you know, kind of to that point of like being around like minded people and being connected from a mission standpoint, I think you can get further. And that's, you know, kind of what speaks to me and what I would say as an athlete that I've learned. Mm -hmm. uh, some part are just necessary pieces. Right. But having that mental grit to just say, OK, hey, here is my piece in this season and what we're working on as a company has really helped me. And that's what stands out as I was listening to that quote. Quote is. For me, the most important thing in all sport is the way other human beings can push us to excel. And, and I think that can go a couple of ways, right? Our yeah. teammates or peers, if we're on a team, or our other competitors, uh, even in the individual sport. But it's a way we can all help each other get better together. And I don't often think athletics has looked at that, it, from that from that lens and in that frame. Yeah, and that's why people do it for so long, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I think Tom Brady is a great a case study right now that this person is not at his best, right? And he looks miserable in a lot of the games because he is so used to being at this level. But mm -hmm. you think about when he tells his story, how many people, and you see, even after the game, right? They're going against these battles. These guys are lining up after the game to shake his hand. Mm -hmm. They are honored to be on this field. They were, they showed up their best that day. So I agree. I think, mm -hmm. you know, when you get behind it, it definitely is about trying to push yourself and you respect, you know, your competitors for sure. Candace, I think you wanted to chime in. Yeah, just real quick. So, um, you know, I, I think back to when we decided to go into business together. I think we were very clear to start on we didn't want to be everything. Like we knew we couldn't be everything for the business and we were going to mm -hmm. need to rely on each other. I have been inspired since working with Jam Jamila and Alicia uh, to be more in tune with my physical fitness. Um, but I would say not discounting um, the value that, you know, we've added to one another mentally as well. Um, so we're doing things outside of just physical fitness and coaching. We're focusing on mindset. I think Alicia talked about in her podcast, like she was so impressed with the way that we were uh, so focused on the Calm app and our daily meditations and our, hmm. the practices around mindfulness. Those things to me help us be better coaches and leaders because we're so in tune with one, like I said earlier, being vulnerable but then also just making sure that we're pouring into each other mentally and modeling for each other what mental stability and mental training uh, mm -hmm. really looks like and how do we continue to grow and get better. So 
when we first started out, it was no question that we were going to grow. We knew what our roles would be, but that's even continued to evolve. And it's so refreshing um, because we have that respect and we trust each other um, to pour into each other that way. I'm really struck um, by the partnership the three of you have, and it's yeah. really the ideal when Brian and I work with teams, you know, it's really what we're working toward is what the three of you have. And what I'm seeing is not only support for one another, trust for one another, really love for one another, but also you push each other. I kind of like Alicia said, Jamila, you know, was not going to let us get away after that. Or Candace said that we're going to, we're going to move to the next thing. And so I think uh, mm. it's interesting because I think this is really what makes an exceptional team is that foundation of trust, shared mission, all those values, but then really to Brian's quote, pushing each other um, to get there. And I just think it's remarkable the way you're showing that um, with the three of you together as true partners. Well, tell us about being entrepreneurs. I mean, you're really done this incredible thing. I think you're having a really meaningful impact. What has surprised you? There are people listening who are like, you know, they did it. I want to do it too. What surprised you about being an entrepreneur? Oh my gosh, Mary. I would say um, it's definitely probably things that we learned, right? Um, in retail is number one systems. I think, you know, um, you mentioned it before. I think we were all aligned that we needed to be clear on our mission and what we wanted to achieve. Mm -hmm. um, I think the other lesson that we learned is not committing to the way that it would look because it has evolved. <laughs> And we look back and we're about to be at yeah. it, right? And it's like, yeah. you just have those, and especially if you get mentors, you can be so committed to a thought and they're like, what about this, right? And that's been a big lesson for us um, as well. But I think when we think, I guess what's fresh for me is the systems piece. I think we've been able to scale and get the things and the amount of time that it takes now, right? I mean, before it would be, oh my gosh, it felt like a lot of time when you're setting things up. And now I think because of that discipline in that area, that's really helped us um, be able to we're, we're, what we're calling our genius zone to really say, is this really I'm doing this task? Is this really my best contribution? Where before it would just be a lot of tasks. But now we can say, hey, I'm actually spending the majority of my time for this business in the area of where I am best suited to help us continue to meet our goals. Wow. Terrific. Jamila or Candice, anything you want to add? Any surprises? I would say excitement. So uh, not not surprised, but just super excited um, just about how we've been we've been in retail, right, where we had to figure out things quickly. We had to pivot on a dime. The skills that we learned and, and pivoting and just how, how, how quickly that pushed us into evolution to where it started out, like I said earlier, with the one on one coaching. And now I, I think the sky's the limit. I can, you know, just because we are willing to just say, hey, let's go back and we can figure anything out. There's no challenge that can come to the five minute career hack that Alicia, I think she calls it figure outable. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. not figure outable. Uh, and that's the exciting part, not really surprising, but just exciting that we're able to apply those gifts that we learned being in, you know, high pressure environments over the years. You know, I, one thing that comes up for me, Candace, listening to you that I know about all three of you and it's come up in kind of quiet ways, but I want to call it out and make it explicit is you're all three very customer focused as well. And so I think you really 
paid attention to what people wanted. I mean, all three of you have said that today in one way or another, but um, I think that's just another kind of superpower that you have in this work is that you were able to be flexible when they had a, a need that you could meet. And it wasn't necessarily what you planned to meet in the beginning. <laughs> I think that's terrific. That ability to really be focused on the customer, I think has led to a lot of um, unlocks in your business. I'd only add similar to what you just said, don't discount what people need and not necessarily from a a monetary standpoint, Mm -hmm. but if you've lived any time on this earth, there's a bunch of things that you can offer someone. Mm -hmm. So don't discount what an organization that you're, if it's business to business or if it's an individual, don't discount that they need to hear. That would be the big thing. Um, Sometimes we'll say things because we're so accustomed to it and and we've said it probably a thousand times that, that we won't think to say it. And then all of a sudden we say something and someone has this amazing reaction to it. And we're like, oh, that was important to you? <laughs> Are you needed to hear that? Whatever your message is, whatever your brand is, whatever your mission is, say it over and over again. That's what that's that would be the thing from an entrepreneurship standpoint, whether it's a product or a service, that would be the thing. Don't discount. We are all working a heck of a lot more virtually than we were. I mean, if you were in business for yourself, you've been working virtually a long time, but it doesn't matter where you are. And in some ways, we have greater control uh, and we have more time and we have more control over our time. That being said, I think it's really important for all of us to be really clear on our daily routine, kind of what we're doing off stage that... Uh, helps get us to our best in terms of attention and performance. I'd love to hear from each of you. What's one thing that you know that you do every day or or try to do nearly every day that puts you just in a great place to be at your best for your clients? Well, I'll go first. Uh, and Candace mentioned it. Um, I'm extremely focused on mindfulness um, and taking that time to slow my brain down. I, I, and, and retail can be, it can be an occupational hazard um, that I realized after leaving retail of that go, that constant go and the ability, mm-hmm. you know, I know you can't multitask, but I really feel like operators are able to multitask. I really do. And that's how your, your brain is working on 20 things at one time while you're executing five. Mm-hmm. And to be able to slow that down, I feel like I'm able to access other parts of my brain that I wasn't using prior to. So mm. I, I know that's extremely important uh, for mm-hmm. me as well as my diet and exercise. So those are the things that I feel like on a daily basis that I'm focused on that allows me to show up as my best best self as a co-founder, business owner, but as well as a coach and a consultant. So that would be it for me. And, and is that like meditation? Like yes, what, what's that's your meditation. Yeah. That's meditation. That's breathing. That's mm-hmm. focusing on my heart rate, my resting heart rate, mm-hmm. the whole, the whole, the whole enchilada, but also... <laughs> specific, you know, in that as well is taking the time to read, right? Mm. Taking the time to read and, mm. and dive into other topics to learn more about it as well um, mm. that aren't necessarily focused on consulting or coaching or whatever mm. that is that I'm doing from a business standpoint allows my brain to be open to the endless possibilities that we have available to us as humans. So meditation and, and uh, physical fitness, all those things, I think we share that. Uh, one thing I would add that I think is a part of all of our days is gratitude. I think we have a very intentional practice daily of gratitude. And I think we, we connect and we talk about a lot of the you know, challenges that we may have experienced in our careers and the things that we learned. 
but even just taking a step back to be grateful for the things that weren't so easy and how that's led us here today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I often coach people to end their night with gratitude, start with wake up in the morning, grateful for what you've been able to accomplish that'll help you attract the abundance that you're deserving in your career and that's your birthright. And so I, I definitely, gratitude, 100%. You'll see tweets, Jamila tweets, I think every day around her gratitude practice. We've got templates out there, but uh, it's mm. so important to just, it helps keep your, your heart open for the things that you need to do to excel and be successful. Yeah, Brian, I was trying to think of one thing um, and what came to mind, which you'll see, like my mindset is like, like when I think about things, I would describe it as like Paisley. So you say one thing and I'm like, he said one. So I would say focusing on your wholesale, right, um, is where I would say it if I had to pick one. And I'm actually thinking of like two authors that we've referenced and that help us. Um, I don't know if you all are familiar with uh, Rachel Hollis. And I say that because I'm thinking of the time of year. She has this finished strong um, piece, right? That starts on October 1st. It's like the last 90 days. Mm. And I'll speak to, I'll answer this because I think it's seasonal for me, um, is you work all year and this time of year, you should really be harvesting, right? Like you've done Mm. all of these things. So it's really not a need to really grind because if you kept your New Year's resolution, you put those Mm. things to practice, hopefully you can dust it off. But Rachel has that. And some of that is, it's just five things every day, right? It is gratitude. It's moving your body. It's connecting with other people. It's dreaming big. So that's what I would say. I'll choose her. And then I mentioned a second author and it would be Rachel um, Rogers. Um, And she has this book called We Should All Be Millionaires. And regardless if you want to be a millionaire or you already are, it's the principles that she has. And it's called like the Hello Seven that we do every day. And it's just those would probably be, I think about those kind of systems. Um, for me, and it usually helps me focus on the whole self of like, I may be killing in the workout, my food's going great, I'm doing well, but am I really connecting to others? And some of like, okay, well, wow, like, have I connected with my squad? Let me take a moment. And those two, I would say those ladies have had a really big impact on my mindset of making sure I'm being balanced. More terrific career hacks. Thank you so much. And I'm just, uh, couldn't agree with all of you more. And I think leadership today requires Uh, really a very conscious commitment to your own health, mental health, well-being, time for reflection, you know, hard work ain't going to get you there. And I think what you three described, you know, really leads to exceptional leadership and it leads to exceptional success. So thank you so much for sharing that. I thought that was really inspiring. I would love I could talk to the three of you all day, every mm-hmm. day, if you don't mind, but I know you have more work to do, so we'll let you get to it. But how can people find you? I think you've probably sparked a lot of our listeners say, boy, I want more. How can they get more of your team? Yeah, so I would say, number one, we obviously have a presence on LinkedIn where most professionals are. So you can find mm-hmm. our page at 5-Minute Career Hack, as well as our individual pages, Candace Hunt. Alicia Wade and Jamila Brown. So LinkedIn, we have a strong presence. We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, Facebook, pretty much anywhere you get, you know, your social media, as well as we have a YouTube page where we air our podcast Mm. along with a new series we're about to start where the three of us get together and discuss our uh, podcast series. So we Mm. record our podcast individually. And so it's on a every third rotation. Um, So we'll get together once a month and record an episode where we talk about the three episodes. And because they're five minutes on average, there's no way to fit everything we wanted to fit Mm -hmm. into those podcasts. So that's why we came up with (laughs) kind of extended remix to Mm -hmm. share the things that we had to cut out. Um, And so that'll be 
releasing very soon on YouTube. So you can check that out there. And of course, our website, 5minutecareerhack.com, um, you can check us out there as well. So we'd love to see you. We'd love to have you uh, engage with us. Send us a DM if you've got a question about your career as well. And any organizations looking to really take a different approach to development in a more robust and timely fashion, hit us up. We'd love to talk with you. Fantastic. Well, listeners, Brian and I would like to encourage you. You heard some fantastic advice today from these wise, brilliant leaders. Take something you heard today and put it into practice and make it a part of your habit and part of your leadership practice. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to the five-minute career hack team. This was fantastic. Thank you, guys.